Motown Rundown, we are back. It is Wednesday, October 27th. A couple days behind schedule here. Hand up. As you probably can tell, I am sick. I have Dude, one we were, game a year. We were one due for one of these. We probably should today. like tweet when we don't come out on like Tuesdays. Though. To our 60-some followers. If people hey, were to, they, if people, well, they would care. If people were to follow the Twitter at Motown underscore Rundown, we could tweet things like that at you. But Hannah, well, Trent, you said your Wi-Fi was down on Monday too. Yeah, no, I, I, my, I was just gonna say we were due for one of these weeks. We, we just, my, my Wi-Fi was down on Monday. Get this too. It was literally just because one of our cords was unplugged, and me and my oh. roommates didn't know. We called support and everything. They, they, they oh were on their God. way over. Oh no. Dude, Did we they were just text- make you look like idiots. Yes, we were texting other people on the street, like, "Hey, are, is your Wi-Fi working?" They're like, "Yeah," and we were like, "Oh God, we might have a big issue here." So I went home to do schoolwork, oh, no. to do Wi-Fi. I drove an hour back to Grand Rapids to do schoolwork. You know, there's a library on campus. Well, yes, but I also that is Trent. What are we? My family. Doing? Okay, yeah. whatever. Wow. Then you I find out the library. I love the library. Me too. Library is great. I love the library too. I also love my mother. I love, I love going yeah, home. Fair. <laughs> I love that. No, that's fair. No, so that's, that, that's all. But we were due for one of these weeks. My Wi-Fi was out and then Ravs was not feeling great under the weather. Yeah, yeah. I'm under the weather. What's it called? Trent, what's the buzz on campus? The buzz on campus is unreal, dude. Like I can't even imagine it. The, the, the biggest topic of conversation right now is which pregame show are you going to? Oh yeah, Dude, I don't way, even. I can't even wrap my brain around it. The like, fact I, that Barstool pivoted. By the way, I almost called Rabs because <laughs> I was because Rabs is a. I honestly think self-proclaimed the biggest Green Dot Stables guy I ever met at Michigan <laughs> State. Like he's like, "Hey man, great food. Like not bad times there." And I'll be like, I don't know anyone who goes to Rabs other than you or whatever. I almost called you because I was like, Rabs, that's your spot. You got to be there. Well, dude, if they were going to set up shop to like, I assume they're going to be watching the game from there. If they're not going to the game, the Barstool folks, like that's a great, I mean, the food selection's great. It's a nice clip. I knew you were going to do this. It's like a mile away from the stadium. It's just a terrible, it's a terrible location. And it's in one of those spots where you're like, this might be dangerous. Like when you like it's walk not out of dangerous, the restaurant, but it's like in a weird it's, spot. Dude, like it, them and Dadwoods, yeah, like just in a weird spot where it's like right on the other side of the East Lansing Lansing border, where there's like an underpass, and you're like, "What's going on here?" A couple homeless guys is chilling there. <laughs> but um, dude, I yeah, know all um, about that area. Two years at Skyview, I know way yeah. too much about that area. I know way too much about Frandor. I love Frandor. I love that that <laughs> Frandor <laughs> Taco Bell. Frandor Taco Bell. Thank you. Um. Uh, <sighs> Dude, I, how first of all, this is way the fact that the Grand River Taco Bell is not they it's just closed for good now. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. Dude, it was even when they were fully staffed, like before hey, stop, COVID, it took stop, an shut hour your mouth. Don't you ever say food. that. People always talk about the McDonald's being a scene at night. That Taco Bell is the scene of scenes. There was like one employee yep. working as there's 35 kids <laughs> just hammered in there. It would be unbelievable. People but, throw um, it up in the corner. Hey, not I even that. Say- it's just Wild things would occur. The McDonald's, they, I mean, they have a security guard there for a good reason because that yeah, place they, is out of control. They also have two floors, which is unreal. The best. But it is the best. Great it, it McDonald's. Is, it is awesome. But I, I wanted to say this, too, while we're on the food topic. I drove past Qdoba today, and I thought of you guys because it's Burrito Wednesday. And uh, did you get it? Burrito Wednesday. No, I didn't get yep. it. I didn't get what it. Are you, what are you doing? You live right there. Can't afford it, Collins. Can't afford it's it. It's $6. <laughs> 
I can't do it. I got food at home. I gotta make. Okay, fine, fine. It's whatever. Okay. I gotta, I gotta grind like this so, so I can shine like that or whatever. Okay, whatever. whatever. <laughs> so what show are you going to, Trump? Because I know you'll get up and go to one of the shows. Uh, Brock really wants to go to Barstool, so I'll probably be going there. I, Dude, I listen. How, how are they supposed to set that up in Cedar Village? As a former Cedar I, Village first, resident, first of all, listen. First of all, if Stu Finer was there, I would. Be oh there at 5 God! Yeah, yeah, I'd be there at four a.m. I, I don't think Stu's going. No, Stu. wait, no, he's not going. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying, if he was. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Trent, when does the Barcel one start? Because it's it doesn't. It's only an hour. Ten. Ten a.m. Ten. So this is my plan. We're we're going. I, I don't really know if we need to be discussing all this, but I'm um, I'm going to Barstool at ten. Out of here. I mean, no, I I know I know. Yeah, I'm going to Barstool. I don't, at you 10. don't need to tell like details. I was just wondering which one you're going to. And then I think we're gonna hit up. We're gonna hit up. I kind of want to go by Fox, dude. I've done the game day thing before. It's really cool, of course, but I, it's just the like I've never done Fox Big Noon kickoff, and I like some of the guys they got on that set. So I, I hate that. You're the only one in America who has said that. What, I want to go see the big noon kickoff. No, I, I, well, dude, I, I just, I, as someone who's been to like, I've been to the game day thing multiple times. Like, I don't really, it, it's, it, of when course, did you go to game day? I've been like Central for, Western. No, no. Did they have Central Ball no, State? No. Basketball twice. And then for football, they did it. Way Basketball more. doesn't count, dude. Well, it, it's the same. It, it's, it's Reese Davis and it's like the same height. No, it's, it's different. I mean, I get what you're saying, but like football game day. I agree with you. Try you go to game day once. You don't need to do it again because you yeah, go. You would. I'd rather just check out the other two. It's nothing against game. And, my, day. and a couple of my buddies are like, first of all, they got some funny signs tripped up. So I was like, no, you gotta go. You gotta give it. They've never been, so they're like, I gotta experience. Like, I've never, I've never been either. So I respect it, but you, it's one of those sins raps you go to for like, like this is awesome for like thirty minutes, and you're like, okay, I'm done. Well, I think this is this is now the it's predicament. It's also of, a zoo of you having a noon game is like, so these pregame shows start at what time? Nine, 10, like the game starts at well, 12. I'm going to the Barstool game. Start at 10 and then game day starts at nine. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I'm going to the game. I want to make sure that I'm in the game. Like, I want to be in my seat with like a, a half hour before kick. Cause I, so I know that well, I'm the, in there. The college game day and bid noon are right there. So you can, yeah, but, but that's, but that's the thing is like, I'd rather, I'd rather spend that time tailgating. Like you have a, you have a exactly. time crunch. Do you have a time crunch to get, you know, you got to get your food in. You got to get your booze in. You got to make your, oh. your usual rounds. Now we throw the Collins family into the fold. I might have to. Hit, I have to go see you guys at some hey, point. Rats, I, gotta get I will. I've already told my mom that you guys are both coming, so I'll be disappointed. If hey, you're not no, playing. no. I'll I'll definitely be there, Collins. You know why? Do you know Cedar why? Cedar to Collins to. It's my city. Hey, I'm not gonna tell you yeah. people where it's at, but what's called? It's not that far from ZV. I know where it is. I know yeah, I know, I know. We talked about it, but what's yeah, it but, called? Hey, guess guess what? I, I all I'll say is I got one Twitter, I got one new Twitter follower this week. My it mom, was, it was Colin's mom. <laughs> I she know. doesn't follow she me. She followed me on Twitter the other day. I was like, what the hell? But I was like, <laughs> you know what? Hey, I need all the followers I can get. I don't. That's care. gonna be the first thing I say when I meet your mother. Like, yeah, Dude, if I, you could throw me a follow at some point on Twitter today. <laughs> I really appreciate. I loved it. it. That genuinely oh, made my it. day. That made my What's, day. I saw that and I was like, you know what? I've never followed someone back so fast. Not, she probably doesn't tweet, but um, what was I going to say? The Barstool, what's it? <laughs> That's funny. Um, Barstool doing it at Cedar Village is maybe one of the smarter and like bad ideas mixed in the one yeah, ever yeah, seen. Exactly. 
Dude, it's the I best think, worst I think, idea. It's ever. gonna be out of control. Charlie. Yeah, but they know they know exactly what they're doing. No, 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 I don't think they do because they went to Green Dot either. Stables first, which which makes me believe they have no idea what the, what. No, the dude, Green Dot Stables is. probably threw a bag at them for them to do it. And no, then I, like, I don't know, man. I don't it was know. just really funny. They announced that, and then you saw all the comments. Like, dude, what? Yeah, I think I think they understood that like people can't walk there, and everyone's gonna be crippled. So there's no re- you can't you like they didn't understand that until they got the backlash on Twitter. Then they were well, like, "What's it called?" No, but Cedar Village, I, like it's that's gonna be people talking about like which one will have the most. The Barcel one will have the most by a million now. Because yeah. it's there. A lot of it because people just be like walking by from the neighborhood. Yeah, they're like, like oh, well, I just stop there. It's, yeah. There's like not a like couple flat big, houses over there too. That it's I not in a big open area. That's the thing. Like, like I don't know it. where they're going to set up shop. Like on I, top of the parking deck? That's what I was thinking, Rabs. I would think maybe they just do it at one of those like flat Annette's houses on River Street. And then they... Know what I mean? Maybe. I mean, dude, these poor these poor police officers, man. I, like, dude, that's not – this is <laughs> – not, not even getting off topic with the preview game show, like, I would – I mean, we were all lucky enough to be there when Michigan State went to a Final Four. Yeah. I would argue this All-time is – All-time day. Yeah, no, for sure. If they win on Saturday, it will be the equivalent to maybe more. Yeah, you're you're if you're a Michigan fan trying to get out of that city, good luck. I mean, it's just gonna I, be if chaos. I'm a Michigan fan, I don't want to be anywhere near East Lansing. Like, I, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Collins. I think anytime Michigan State plays Michigan or Ohio State on the road, I I don't really care to be in the city. Like, I I don't I don't need it. Oh no no no! I did it, it one year, and I was like, I don't like this. I did it, I did during, it in the rain. I yeah. did it in the rain when they when they won, and then Michigan made the excuse that it was raining, so the game doesn't count, even though the two teams play well, it in the, the same. Well, the thing game. about it is, it's a lose lose scenario because if your team wins, no one else wants to go out the rest of the night. Yep. And then if your team loses, you have to deal with the shit. Like I just don't know why. It's just, you know what I mean? It's just not a great scenario yeah, right. to be in. But I, I respect those people. Like, hey, they want to have a good time. I, I, I don't knock you. I actually on it. I have a ton of Michigan friends that are coming this weekend. But like, I don't like. I think people don't understand, like how this will be. I've been to a lot of Michigan State football games. This is by far the most hyped up football game by like a trillion. By like a tr- like, there's been some big Michigan, Michigan State games. The 2013 game was really, really hyped up. I mean, and it's state stomped them. 2011 was pretty hyped up with the pro combats and stuff. But like, I, I mean, there's been a couple Notre Dame night games where I could throw in there that they were really hyped. But like, this is going to be on a different level. It like yeah. is going to be. Like my my parents are in a sleep regiment, so they can wake up early enough to get their tailgates. <laughs> that's because that's because your family knows what they're doing, and I'm so fired up to see them on Saturday. No, I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying. Like it's it's no jokes on Saturday, and it's like, it's it's become one of those events where it's like I mean tickets are impossible to get at this point. I'm I luckily have a ticket. Thank you to my cousin Shando. What a beast. Um, uh, but like. It's going to be so I, – I can't – like, the parking – the lots are going to be full by eight. Yeah. Like, you're, there's nowhere to be – there's going to be nowhere to park. Overflowing. It, it is going to be insane. That's why – that's what I was complaining. It's a noon game. This is why. 
if it's a 3-30 game, it gives you a little more room for, like, comfort. Like, if there are yeah, people just going out. for the game, you got to get there at, like, 9. Yeah. You, <laughs> listen, we should we should definitely, like, give predictions here before we move on and talk. Yeah, we should talk about the actual I'm incredibly game. nervous. I, I think say, you're well, lying I'm, if you're not nervous. I'm nervous, too. Of course you're nervous because you know the implications of it. Last year, you weren't nervous. If they lose, it's going to suck. Mm-mm. Well, yeah, it's going to suck if they lose. I'm just not nervous. Well, listen, listen, here's the thing for the people, just for the people to understand this, Michigan state is like four and a half point dogs somehow. And, and the reason this game is so hyped up obviously is because both teams are seven and zero. It is the first time they've met as top 10 opponents since the sixties. So this is going to be, I mean, everyone's heard all those it's the most hyped up games since yes. 2015. Yes. And, and, and Michigan state has won nine of the last 13, which is even Almost even crazier, but it's not when you just think back on our childhood. But it's just like, I'm oh, dude, it's we're, not, we're I, mean, I what's it called? I'm trying to think of the last home team to win because I, Michigan, like three years ago, won the last home team to win was Michigan in 19. Not two, that was two years ago. I was at that game. Yeah, um, they killed. They absolutely stopped like, Michigan. Like 44 to 10 or some shit. That was awful. Um, God, yeah, I was in Ann Arbor for that game. That was bad. Yeah, me too. But me they too. weren't expected to win that game by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, but still, I mean, to get hammered like that, that's embarrassing. Um, All right, so so predictions, predictions. Collins, you first. I, I'm not gonna come on here and say they're gonna lose because I'm a positive vibe. <laughs> I'm just, I, but I'm not, I'm not to go out there and just be like, God, I'm just, they're gonna win by 20. Like, yeah, I, I. I'm like very nervous. Our offensive line is not going to show up and we're not going to be able to run the football. And like, like I think a lot of people who have not watched this Michigan state team said, wow, they're really dynamic in the past game. They really are not. I'm sorry. They're not. They just rely on big plays. I mean, you have a a guy like Jaden Reed and you have a guy like speedy nailer who are, they're very dynamic and Trey Mosley to his right is very good too. They they have three really good receivers and then Hayward's a nice little weapon as an H bat, but like it's no consistency. It's very boomer bust. So if they're not able to run the football, I, I like there's no proof that like Peyton Thorne can just be like, no, he's just gonna slant it for us today. And and everyone's like, hey, Michigan secondary suck. I mean, they can't be worse than they were last year. They just simply can't because that was the worst secondary performance that they've ever seen. So I, I'm I'm nervous about that, but I also think. It's gonna be one of the most electric crowds in Spartan Stadium history. Like I, 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 I true. I even Dude, though probably the game, most, probably the most. I, I would say the Wisconsin game when they won on the Hill Mary is the loudest game I've ever been to at Spartan Stadium. When they blocked, I think it was like Benny Fowler blocked the punt. They scored a touchdown. Went up before half is the loudest I've ever heard that building. I would be shocked if it's not louder. Well, like, that's the thing, because because that, of course, yeah, you're you're right. If that's they play classic, that night this game, there's no shot. Like, yeah, yeah, I, don't know. I know, and and we don't have to. Well, get I, it's it's a tough environment for Michigan to come into, so I'm interested. So, what do you think? Like, score or just just like who 21, wins? Twenty-one seventeen, Michigan State. Twenty-one seventeen. All right, all right, all right. Rabs, go for it. I'm scared though. Uh, twenty-seven twenty, Michigan State, and I I'm really like so. This is this is my this is my take on this. So Collins brought up a good point. I think obviously if you can if you can get Kenneth Walker going, then you, you open up the entire playbook for the rest Walker, of the game. Yeah. Yeah. But but on the on the flip side of things, I look at a team like Michigan and I look at their 
you know, their double, what, what do you want to call it? Double edged sword of, of running backs between Corum and Haskins. If you can, if you can suppress the run game, they don't like to throw the ball with Cade McNamara. Like you, you've watched They're it all the same year. Teams. They're literally you've watched, the yeah, same you've teams. watched it all year. So do I think the Michigan State secondary is any good? I absolutely do not. Like, th- like that's the one I, part of this team that it just it's like well, and don't don't lump this. It's it's not the say secondary. The quarterbacks. Don't say the secondary. Yeah. Okay, Xavier the cornerbacks. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, the yes, I'll get I'll keep Xavier Henderson out of that conversation. The cornerback play. So I think if you can suppress the run, then you'll have a chance. I just. This is a game where home field advantage is everything. Like if Michigan State was marching into the big house, I would be a lot less nervous in this game. And just just the dynamic of these teams, like Michigan hasn't had to play, hasn't beaten a ranked opponent this year. Michigan State has. Michigan State has shown you that they're capable of going on the road and winning, you know, somewhat big games in, in big spots. And they've shown you that at home they can take care of business. And this whole notion of like, Michigan State, just a big play team. I completely disagree with. And that's the stuff that you like read online of oh, if Michigan can stop the big play. I watched Rocky Lombardi. And granted, as you said, Collins, you're playing, you're playing in a COVID year where you don't have fans in the stadium. Michigan secondary was absolutely atrocious. I watched Rocky Lombardi pick Michigan secondary apart. Peyton Thorne is twice the player that Rocky Lombardi is. If you don't think that if if let's say Michigan Worst case scenario, Kenneth Walker can't, you know, there's nothing's open for him that we, we they can't really get the run game going. I, I still think Peyton Thorne can surprise you with his athleticism I, and his ability to make plays. Like I, I am so, I, I get that in, you know, in recent memory, he hasn't looked tremendous, but coming off of the bye week too, where you get two weeks to get right, two weeks to prepare, two weeks to watch film. That's the, that's the big factor that I think no one. Yeah, dude. And about. it's like, and, and as you, you said it before the show, Collins, like, if if they win Saturday, if, if Mel can get these guys to win Saturday, like I am, be, like what else? Everything else is just gravy. Everything to this point for the yeah, most part. I, we were talking gravy. about this. Everyone's doing like, oh, Mel's gonna run the Baton Rouge. Hey, if you wins on Saturday, I don't give a fuck. Go to Baton Rouge. <laughs> yeah, but guess I, what? I don't I, I, like. Hey, we'll be fine. I like that's like the one thing too. When people talk about like, oh yeah, Tucker's gonna leave. You're gonna be. They'll be fine. Michigan State's the top twenty national program. They have the funding. They have all the stuff to be good. They'll be fine regardless of what happens. Yep. Just I, win I just Saturday. Think just I think State up. wins this game. I, and it's, this is not me. This is a, me a bunch a of guys talking about this, though. Right, but it's not. It's it's not me being a slappy. It just this is this is just so typical Michigan of like, oh yeah, we're this is this is our year. We're the now we're the real deal. We'll come into your house and push. It's like, dude, I I used to be a Michigan fan. My mom's from Ann Arbor, so that's how that happened i'm you know very happy to be on the other side of things now but i've been a part of the delusion i've been a part of the arrogance and just not being able to see things objectively i think michigan state plays harder i think that they can match up on defense better than people like michigan state's front seven is is no joke like i I know that aiden hutchinson's a really 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 good player and they're solid on defense in the same rate that michigan state is but michigan state's no slouch so i don't know again there's this always this Michigan State is never like real until they play Michigan. Like that's the prove it game. Like this is your prove it game now. I, and I think they've proven a lot this year. And I, I'm taking Michigan State at face value of being a good football team. And they've earned everything they've gotten this year. But, you know, for whatever reason to the national media, it's all like, oh, yeah, Michigan's got the edge. And I just can't wait. I can't wait, Collins, until you see on game day 
on big noon kickoff and on, you know, the, in the barstool show, when all those Michigan logos flash at the bottom of the screen and Lee Corso is the only guy throwing the Sparty head on like that. I can just see it happening. Everyone's going to take Michigan. The yeah, Lions we'll, moving we'll, towards Michigan. Yeah. They, that's it. Bring Corso, it. Corso is obviously going to fix Sparty. So Rev, what's your, what's your final, what's your final? 27, score? 27, 27, 20 Michigan state. Okay, I, I, I'm going 34-24 MSU. I, I genuinely – No way it's that high score. Yes, yes, it is. Listen. Wow. No, dude, listen. Michigan's defense overrated, almost got beat by Nebraska. <laughs> Some people would say, oh, so did Michigan State. State. Almost got beat Almost got beat by Nebraska. Yeah, well, well – Michigan State got beat by Nebraska, but somehow won. So did Michigan. Not so really, good. but – Kind of the same. Uh, okay, I look, get what you're saying, but it, it, Michigan State literally, I think, lost that game and somehow won. It was unbelievable. I think the the biggest key to the game by far is Michigan State's offensive line. It's not even Kenneth Walker because Kenneth Walker will do his thing if Michigan State's offensive line comes to play. And Rabs, to your point, Peyton Thorne will pick the pick the U of M secondary of play. Like, do you yeah. really that much more confident in Cade McNamara than you are? Well, Peyton dude, and, and and would this be a different story if Ronnie Bell didn't get injured? Maybe. Would we be talking a little different? Yes. But, like, MSU has by far the better receiving core, by far the better offensive line when they're playing well. They have by far the better single running back, and I think they have the better quarterback and the better coach, and they're at home, and they've had two weeks off. 34-24 Spartans. I don't, know, dude. I, don't I, I I think you're lying if you're not nervous. Well, I'm nervous. I mean, there's always like you're playing a rival. Like you, you're nervous. No, I know, but I'm just saying, so like, bad. That's that's why you're nervous. You want to win so bad. Oh, for sure. The fact that it's Wednesday still like bugs me. I wish it was Saturday. I need the so extra bad. days to get healthy, man. I thought this. I'm gonna win the bye week here. The bye week's beating me up so far, but we already won the bye week. We already won the bye week. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's that. Uh, big game this weekend, obviously. Um, but I'm excited. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you guys. We'll talk. We'll talk logistics afterwards because we need to figure out what the plan is. Um, without further ado, this is the Motown Rundown. We will leave uh, bias aside for the rest of the show, except for the uh, pro Detroit bias. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk Pistons. NBA season is underway. Uh, the Detroit Pistons have started to play some games, and it has not looked great. 0-3 start. Two losses to the Bulls. They also lost to who? The Timberwolves? Grizzlies? They lost to the Hawks, Atlanta Good Hawks. Good call, Hawks. Great, great. Um, I, To be honest with you guys, I have been so dialed into the wings, I really haven't been able to watch any Detroit Pistons basketball, but it looks like they haven't really been, like, close in these games. Well, no. The first Bulls game was incredibly close. They just went cold in the last two minutes. Didn't You know, well, it, it was typical Pistons – no, I don't want to say typical Pistons basketball, but for the last, like, five years it was typical Pistons basketball where you don't have a go-to score, you know. Like, Josh Jackson starts throwing up bricks, and I love that guy. It's just he's not a late-game shot taker. And I think that was that's what bit you in the Bulls game. And Collins, I'll let you kind of get into it, but my, my biggest mm-hmm. takeaway from these first three games is just this team struggles to score points. And let's keep all things in context here. Kate Cunningham hasn't played a single minute on the court yet because of his ankle injury. The word is he might come back tomorrow night or tonight as people listen to this against Philadelphia. I really hope he plays so we can at least just get a look at him. But early in the season, dude, I've been very disappointed with what we've seen so far. The one player that's impressed is Sadiq Bay because he's averaging 18, 10. He's, I, yeah. Yeah. I let's, mean, he, let's start there. Let's start there. Let's start with the young guys. Go for it, Collins. Because, I, I mean, I, I don't think any of us really, really are this team. I really, uh, I would be really surprised if this team competes for like, 
I think you said they're going to compete for a play-in thin trend. Like, that's not a crazy take. They could. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just, just nine and ten range. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem that's, is, still, that's Yeah, that's not a crazy take. But yeah. um, Sadiq Bey is obviously taking a step. You can tell he's more comfortable. Um, the shots have not fallen for him. I'm not worried about that. Um, he also looks like he's taking a step defensively. Yes. Looks like a, yes. Yeah. Yep. Looks like definitely a way better defender coming in. Stewart. Noticeably, he is bigger. You can Listen, tell. His- can, can I expand on Stewart real quick, Collins? Yeah, go ahead. Stewart, like to me, people will say, like, if you, if you're a box score guy, you just don't understand that Isaiah Stewart, like, isn't. You gotta going- watch the Pistons, right? He's good. Yeah, he's he's not gonna. It, it's not even. Of course, that he does stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if you're just gonna compare, like, Sadiq Bay's stats have improved from last year to this year already, albeit just three games. Isaiah Stewart's heaven, but what you have to realize is Isaiah Stewart's stats aren't going to get better. He simply is a glue guy who plays hard, and his impact is on the defensive end. That's the big thing with Stewart. And, Collins, you're exactly right. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's had a lot of tip-ins at the rim this year, offensive rebounds, that kind of thing. I just wish Dwayne Casey would play him a little more, and that is where the Kelly Olynyk signing irked me a little bit because I knew this would happen. But I will say this, Kelly Olenek's probably been your second or third best offensive player this year behind uh, Sadiq Bey and uh, Jeremy Grant, and Jeremy Grant's already missed a game. So I'll say that, but Collins, go for it as far as, as far as Isaiah Stewart goes. I just wanted to make it crystal clear that this guy might not go up in production in terms of like stat sheet points and rebounds, but he's going to be consistently great. He's going to play hard for you, and you obviously need that. Like he's not he's a part a really of the offense, good. and that's fine. He's really good on defense. He's really good against the pick and roll. He's a good rim protector. He's obviously, I, I think, physically has taken a step. He's stronger. You can tell just immediately. Seen on the screen, he moved. Dude, he, and he, he was. He already moves really well, but like he was D and up Vucevic. D and up Vucevic. No, yeah, but um. So I was encouraged by that, and then Killian. I'm not gonna overreact, but. For the people telling me not to overreact, at one point you got to be like, dude, I mean, he's a project then. If you're going to tell me to, hey, he's only 32 games, into it, that's fine. I'll give him the time. But he's not close. Killian is not close. Uh, Steven, I agree with you. I agree with yeah, you. No, no. Hey, I'm not calling him a bust or anything. But, like, don't tell me he's going to be like, he, that he, he needs a couple years. Fine. But he's a project. He is a project yeah. right now because, yeah. and, and I'll say this: I still think I like his him on the defensive end. He tries the push and transition, which I like. I think he's a good passer, but he's hesitant offensively. And as a point guard, you can't be hesitant offensively in today's NBA. So until he gets that little block out of his mind, and everyone's like, "Ryan, it's three games in. Stop overreacting." I'm sorry. I've watched a lot of basketball in my life. I hate to be that guy and be like, "I've watched a lot of sports in my life." I'm a little concerned that a point guard is hesitant to like do things offensively. And like the, like his mechanics don't look all that bad. I just, and he looked better in that Hawks game. He, he did a lot four, better. He didn't play in the fourth quarter because they were down bid, but he looked a lot better there. I, I'm a whole, but like right now, I, he looks like a project, which is, hey, he, he wasn't like the first pick in the draft. He was the seventh pick in the draft. You go for high ceiling, high swing and a miss. I get that. So, I'm with you, Trent. I, I mean, I, I talked about it earlier in the year, how I, this seems to be one of the more watchable teams in Detroit. Without Cade, they're unwatchable. 
not unwatchable, but they're it's hard, it's, a hard, it's a hard watch just offensively. Their guards give them nothing, the ones who are playing right now. Frank Jackson has been terrible. Oh my god, dude. I, I I don't know why Joseph my favorite player. Yeah, Rabs, he's been awful this year. Well, yeah, I he, yeah, he, Tori Joseph, like, they just can't shoot. No one can shoot right now. Also, and Collins. Olenek has been their best player. Offensively, maybe. But, yeah. Collins, why Why is Trey Lyles playing so much? I did not see that coming. I didn't even know he would make the team. I, I mean, didn't either. I feel like what, that's what I'm holding out hope that when Cade comes back, he's just kind of out of the rotation. And it's not. It's, well, he played good against Chicago the second game, but. I, Nothing I mean, against him. It's just like I don't understand. He's a weird fit. They play him at like a small ball four. He's a mid post guy. I don't hate it. I think he brings you something a little offensively. Hamadou hasn't been great to start the year. Nope. Um, no, no one, no one has been good except Sadiq Bay and Isaiah. Stewart. I think Josh Jackson's been pretty solid for them. Josh Jackson was great except for the end of that first Chicago game. And I, again, I don't. Well, the, that, first of all, and it, we're not even talking about Jeremy Grant who missed the last game with an injury. Um, Grant in the last four minutes of the Chicago game was in it was some of the worst offense I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, yeah, and it's the classic. It's almost like Reggie Jackson 2016 where it's like – I was like, dude, give it up. Like, he's, the best, Kobe. he's the best like, player he's on a team that's not super talented and he's just trying to make sh- make stuff happen. So No, I get I, that. I'm just no, saying the last I, four I, minutes I'm of that Bulls game stunk. It I'm with you, dude. Ball. I don't think he was great at all. I mean, if you – okay, so, so Jeremy Grant, yeah, that first Bulls game, 24 points for the game. Eight of 20. Awful down the stretch. Awful down the stretch. Second Bulls game, nine points, four of 13. Atlanta, he didn't play. So so Jeremy Grant's been a little underwhelming. However, water finds its level, and I still think he's going to make his way back to the 22 points a game average. I want to address the Killian Hayes thing, because that, to me, is the biggest concern with this team right now, because that he, he didn't score at all. He did not scratch in the Chicago game. He scored two points in the next Chicago game, and then he scored a dozen against Atlanta, looked much better, hit a pair of threes, did his thing. The jury's still out, of course, because Collins, as you bring up, the dude hasn't even played 30 professional games yet. So, you know, on paper, it's like, yeah, he's a sophomore. But then also, if you're real about it, it's like, yeah, he's not he, – he, he hasn't played. I mean, he, he he's – that – and the fact that they drafted Cade too, I'm afraid, and we talked about this when it happened – might have stunted his growth a little bit simply because he's not going to be as ball dominant as maybe he should be. But Collins, you're right. There's cause for concern with Killian. Of course, you and I are optimists as far as the Pistons go. So we're just going to, we're just going to let the jury still be out there and let it play out. But you're right. I I commend you for calling a spade a spade. Hayes is just a project. That's what it is. Yeah, I I just don't, don't be like, Hey dude, like I really like Hayes's upside. Fine. You can also be honest and be like, he is nowhere near being a productive NBA player right now. Right. Like, I, I don't think it's a hot take to say, like, that dude is not going to score 20 points in the game this year. And it's nothing it, – it's – he just – I mean, I that's – I mean, everyone can score. Saban Lee might get 20 in a game this year, Trent. Come on. Right, right. But 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 Killian Hayes' 20-point game will be like a 15-8 and eight game. That'll be his 20-point game. I, I get what you're saying. My, my thing is my, – my last point on Killian Hayes is just that this team, I mean, outside of – Especially when you have Kate on the bench, I don't know who you want running the offense. He he does oh, fine. The he does guard, fine in that aspect, but he simply doesn't add anything. I don't want to see Corey Joseph as much as I've seen him in these first three games. I, I agree. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know who else can realistically run the one. I don't know what's going that. on with Saban Lee's minutes. What's going on there? I Dude, I would rather have Saban Lee out there than Corey Joseph. So what I'm I? Saying. Well, it's, we know I know Dwayne Casey's a Corey Joseph guy because of their time in Toronto, and I. 
I get it, but I also I don't. guess he's because a really Saban good Lee was, guy, but I just he can't shoot. He Saban can't. Lee was so good for you last year too. I guess that's the other thing. Like he was so good in the ten minutes he would get, he would just come in, instant offense, not make mistakes. Pretty decent shooter, good slasher, solid defender. There's really no like downsides to Saban Lee as your backup point guard. If you want to start Killian, obviously I get it because I don't know where else you go. Those are my big takeaways on the Pistons, dude. And and I just I mean it's early. It's it is early. And, and and let's call it let's call it how it is. I mean, keeping all things they in perspective. Suck, you they haven't suck. you haven't seen your number one overall pick yet. So of course there's reason to have the jury still out. But for someone well, like me who came on here and advised people to take the 25 and a half win total over. It's a little upsetting. I will say this. You got the Sixers tomorrow or tonight as people listen, you've got the magic on Saturday, the nets on Sunday, then you go bucks, Sixers nets. Okay. So if you don't win this magic game, granted you could beat the Sixers. Anything could happen. They got a lot of drama going on, but if you don't win this magic game, you could realistically go start the season. What would that be? Four, five, six, seven, oh, and nine. You could start the season zero and nine if you don't win the Magic game. And if this team doesn't get a win early, I think the fans will start to start to heat up a little bit. I guess that that that's all I got on the Pistons, really, dude. I would like to see the offense run a little smoother, and I think Cade coming back can only help that. Uh, and 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 obviously Jeremy Grant's got to be right too. His his injury too. It's like an elbow infection. Like I think he'll be fine. I don't. That was so weird. But yeah, um, it's just been. I think all the hype about Cade, and then he just can't play the first couple of games. I know. He's kind it's... of taking uh, wind out of the Pistons' sails. And I mean, I mean, I'm pretty much done talking about the Pistons. I'll segue it into Rabs. I think another factor is that the winds have quickly become very, very exciting to watch. Yeah, well, I'm as I'm watching the game right now here. I know Trent, you are too. They're playing Washington. Huge point. Huge two points. Nice winner, Dylan Larkin. Thank you very much. What Did he win? win? He won. What he a it? win, dude! I bet. Okay, I'm excited to watch it right now because I have it on and I'm behind Rabs. So to listen, listen. May or may Washington. not. I may or may not have taken Wings Live money line. Keep keep going. To go into Washington. And Dylan Larkin in overtime, assisted by none other than Mo Sider and Lucas Raymond. Dude, Collins, you hit the nail on the head, man. And it, I think, the, the, see, the thing with the Wings is what they have going for them now is look at the start they've jumped out to versus the Pistons, where innately, right off the hop, there's speculation, there's skepticism. How good are these teams really? How watchable are they going to be? And in the Red Wings pop out to a start where they're now looking at what are they four, two and four, two and one. And in and, and the, the Pistons are sitting there at zero and three. So, I mean, th- this game, as we're talking again, we're recording here on Wednesday, October 27th, the wings take this game to overtime. I have this group chat, me and my two buddies called the wing nuts. We, we, we got hype videos going before every game. I texted after, after the third period ended, I said, Hey, that's an awesome point to get. You go on the road into Washington, a team that if you were to play Washington with last year's roster or, you know, even rosters of past, you probably come out of that game losing six, nothing. The Washington Capitals have not lost the game in regulation all year. You hand them their third overtime loss of the season tonight, but what a goal from Dylan Larkin. I mean, just watching this overtime, like just, just to talk about this game real quick. Um, Washington's one of those teams that's going to make you bring the pace 
And if you can't keep up with them, like skating wise, then then you're cooked. And the first goal of the game, Alex Ovechkin scores on his own rebound. Most siders kind of like nowhere to be found out to lunch. Um, so, you know, that's a song for another time. But uh, Thomas Grace keeps you in this one. And, you know, you do your job. The last couple of minutes there were exciting. It was back and forth. It felt like, you know, it, it was like watching playoff hockey because you're sitting here 2-2 and you're thinking of Red Wings teams of late of like, I can just see this puck going in the back of the net with 10 seconds left and the wings lose a heartbreaker. So that's why I was so pumped up as I was mid sentence saying the wings to get a huge, a huge point out of that game. And they end up taking two. So um, as, as far as the last handful of games um, in the wings as a whole, because I don't think that we have talked about the wings since they played Vancouver, maybe. Correct. Um, and, and, and since then they, they beat the blue jackets at home four to one. Uh, they come back two nights later or a night later, I should two nights later. Um, they lose the flames three Cobb. Then they go to Montreal. They lose six to one and they get back on track with a win against the Blackhawks or the Blackhawks then got booed off their own home ice. Uh, then you get this win here in overtime, the Red Wings schedule does not get much easier and you're really going to see what this team is made of. I mean, again, a, a, a huge win to, to, to take, to take uh, the Capitals down on their own home ice, but you're going to host the Panthers. You're going to go to the Maple Leafs. You're going to see the Habs again in Montreal. You're going to see the Bruins, the Sabres. I don't know where the heck the Sabres have found and mustered up the courage to get some wins, but you know, they've been playing some good hockey Um, and the list goes on and on, but the schedule truly, truly, truly does not get much easier. But if we can talk about, the team as a whole. I mean, I would say the number one thing, and I'm sure I said this after the Vancouver game, these guys just play with so much jam now. Just the the, the identity of this team of just being like an in-your-face, back down from nobody, not taking crap after the whistles. We're going to stand up from each other. You hear it in the press conference from the coach all the way down to your captain, Dylan Larkin, everyone that gets interviewed on this team. Excuse me. Everyone that gets interviewed on this team it's the same thing. This the common denominator. We're just a team that, that likes to get up and play for each other. So, um, as far as as far as takeaways from like this team's game, I think the biggest thing for me that you can see like a, a lot of the story is told in the shot totals. Like this was a team that last year and in years prior, you're looking at games where you're getting out shot forty two to twenty, and it seems like you never have the puck on your stick. And the whole game, you're just chasing in your own defensive zone, and there's not a lot of you know, offensive flow, you're not generating much in transition. And I said earlier this year, like, I don't think this is a team that's going to be able to, to, you know, set up an offense and cycle the puck against these better defensive teams. And they've shown you that, you know, they can work the puck to the net. And in the last couple of minutes of this Washington game, I was texting my buddies too. Like, I think Adam Ernie is your player of the game tonight. I believe he had a, it might've been Nemesnikov's goal, but he has like, Dude. I think he had an assist or two tonight. But or just can I, can I throw in Thomas Grice for fun? Yeah, I mean, we can get that to dude the, in the third period. The was, oh my god, Grice in the third period, Rabs was a brick wall. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, but I, you know, I, I just think, uh, like I for like I said, I mean, against against the Blue Jackets, you put 43 shots on Jonas Corposalo, who, you know, in my opinion, is one of the better, you want in the top half to, you know, maybe god, I don't know, top half to quarter of goaltenders in the league. Um, so you put up 43 shots on him. I mean, you come back against the Flames, who I thought one of probably the most boring game you've played this season. Um, and you put 33 shots up on Jacob Markstrom, who just, you know, you got to tip your cap at some point um, to him for playing a great game. 
Um, but then, you know, the, the Montreal game obviously got away from you. That's your first game without Tyler Bertuzzi. So you miss a big piece of your top line and Montreal, the only win they have this year is against the wings. That team is for a team that was just playing in the Stanley cup. And for many people thought it was kind of a fluke appearance. Like they are, they have a lot to figure out. They're down carry price, obviously. So, you know, it's, it's, you got to take that for what it is, but Montreal was, was, was due to get a win because they do have some talent on that roster and playing at home. But yeah, I mean, you make a, a statement win in Chicago and then again, the overtime uh, game tonight, but as a whole, yeah, Trent, you mentioned Thomas Grace, um, who ended up getting pulled in that game against Montreal, but the, the goaltending tandem of this team, I say it all the time. If you look at Thomas Grice's career numbers, consistently i don't know if the guy has a full nhl season below like a 90 percent save percentage consistently a strong goaltender and then you bring in alex nadelkovich who you know obviously is is still searching for his for for his game i guess you could say like i i don't think that he's been bad 3.4 goals against average a save percentage is, is eight nine seven like that you'd like to see those numbers up a bit um, but considering the games that he played in and a game where you get shut out, you can't win games with zero goals. Um, you know, you come in in a tough spot against Montreal and, and hold your own for the most part. And then you play the defending Stanley Cup champions in the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, you know, they obviously found their footing late in the game. But that that goaltending tandem, man, as long as they can get support defensively, which which for the most part they really have. I mean, you hold the Capitals, the two goals. I mean, you hold the Blue Jackets to one goal, Canucks one goal. Like besides the Lightning game and the in the Montreal game, like you take those out, those are games you're, you're in every single game. You really are. I mean, in the Lightning game, you were you were dominating the game for the most part. So, um, the goaltending play not has been absolutely that. fine. Still not over that money line loss. Yeah, no, I hear you. Tough, tough for sure. But but your your goaltending has been fine. Um, I mean, you look at your stats, and I don't know if these have been updated yet from uh, from tonight's game, but nine points in five games for Tyler Bertuzzi. And again, he had to miss a game in Montreal um, due to his vaccination status. I believe him and Ovechkin have the, are tied for the most points, even strength this year. Lucas Raymond leads all rookies in goals and points. I believe Mo Sider leads all rookies in assists. So, you know, you, you talk about some of these big pieces of this, of this rebuild. And, and I would say too, like the, one of the biggest things that jumps out at me, you look at the statistics of this team, Tyler Bertuzzi's a plus eight, Lucas Raymond, a plus four, Dylan Larkin, a plus five, like th- those things matter. And when your top line and a top line that maybe deservedly so gets maybe gets the short end of the stick because, you know, you get people out there, look at Dylan Larkin as, oh, he's not a number one center. Tyler Bertuzzi shouldn't be playing on a first line. You know, Lucas Raymond's a rookie. They've held their own. They, they really have. And I think, you know, the Montreal game is an exception. And again, that, that first line got jumbled up a bit without Bertuzzi, but they've held their own defensively and out of a top line playing against top lines that will probably be on paper much better than you this year. Um, tonight was probably one of them with Washington. You're going to see another one in, in Boston and in many, many teams to come to hold your own defensively is a huge, huge win. Um, so all in all, I mean, you know, we're going to have many, many more wings games to talk about this year. I don't want to bore people with just dragging it on, but, but this team, man, like talk about just turning a corner. And, and I, I think that's one of the things that, you know, you look at maybe the tigers who I think the tigers might've, overachieved a bit this year but you know the Pistons for example they get off to an 0-3 start like sometimes these rebuilds these are big years for these teams right and like 
a team like the Pistons, I guess you could probably say sluggish is a good way to, to talk about their start to the season where the Red Wings are just like, boom, and they're going to play some tough games here. And I don't want losses in these games to cloud how well the team has played as a cohesive unit uh, and just how hard they've played in, in these games because losses will come. Every team loses games. Your roster, your roster's talent-wise doesn't stack up to – a lot of the teams in your division. But with that being said, like the makeup of this roster and the way they play and just you, you have that one body on each line that can just create havoc in the offensive zone to where you can actually cycle the puck and you can set your offense up and in the power plays looked a lot more comfortable and they're getting chances. And the second unit of the power play tonight and their first power play of the game had a, had a couple really nice bing bang plays like to Robbie Fabry in the slot. So being able to find that guy in the middle of the ice and, and just really get high quality scoring chances. Like that's, that's what it's all about. It's about the process. And they've, they've started to gel as a unit and, you know, you're able to work a guy like Troy Stetcher in the lineup who hasn't been terrible in the couple games that he's played. You because, love the Stetch man, man. Well, I just like, I think the Stetcher and the stall pairing last year was was like was pretty surprising as far as it not being like abysmal and I think Troy Stetcher is one of those guys who this is the last year of his deal he's got a lot to prove you know he came over from Vancouver in a spot where it's like you know this is this is like the way you know the Red Wings are building this of kind of in like a similar grain of Vegas to where it's like we're gonna we're gonna take a flyer on some like a Josh Jackson type of guy we're gonna take a flyer on guys that maybe you're getting push down the depth chart a bit and, and let's see what they can do for us. So, I mean, d- defensively, I think you're comfortable. I believe Gustav Lindstrom might be a bit banged up. Um, I don't know if he played, I was kind of like half watching tonight. I'm not sure if he was in the lineup tonight, but, and you still have Jordan Osterley too, who was registered a game for you. Unless he played tonight, I just didn't see. So um, I would say as far as the rest of the roster is concerned, um, the only guy really that's been disappointing is Pew Suter, who's yet who's yet to register a point in six games. I believe actually he had an assist. I want to say he had an assist tonight, so that might be his first uh, his first point through through what seven games here. So um, if he can get going, you know, being a centerman who's supposed to be in your top six, um, that'll be huge. And again, no Jacob Vrana, so um, they've been they've been fun to watch. They come back home against Florida, who is an absolute wagon of a team. Um, they'll see them on Friday night. If I wasn't going to East Lansing for this football game, I would be in that arena screen. Like I hope that that crowd just shows out because you have a team in the Red Wings who many people thought we're just going to be, Oh, where's the juice? You know, the Ryan Collins, where's the juice? Where are these guys have? They have proven me completely wrong. Hey, Rabs, here's your plan. Four, two, and one. Here's your plan. Go to, go to LCA and then you leave after the game and you come to my place Friday night. Done. Yeah, it's gonna be that's, that's just gonna a be a long night. Move. long night. But no, I I hey man, it's it's just fun to have a team that competes like because because this Red Wings team for the last handful of years has just looked out of place on the ice, just really out of place. So hey man, enjoy it while it lasts. If we're sitting here, you know, two weeks from now and they haven't won a game in two weeks, then the conversation's a bit different. But they're in every game, they're competing. Uh, they don't, they're not backing down to anyone. You get guys at the bottom of the lineup, like your Mitchell Stevens, your Giovanni Smith, your Carter Rownies, um, that aren't afraid to mix it up a little bit and give you some of that sandpaper that you need to be a successful team. And, you know, your, your two rookies right now have been, have been great. And, you know, you can look at things like 
I was disappointed with the Ovechkin goal tonight to start the game. You know, Mo Sider misses an assignment. Ovechkin gets the shot off. Grice makes an unbelievable save, and Mo Sider is just kind of out to lunch, doesn't pick up Ovi's rebound. And, you know, you look at that on tape, and that's like, hey, you know, hey, Rook, welcome to the league. We got to move our feet, buddy. So, um, but again, points-wise, like production-wise, for a team that struggled to produce much of anything last year, like it's it's been there. So this Whoa. is a – Talk about talk about confidence, man. You come into you come into Washington, a team that hasn't lost in regulation all year long against one of the best hockey players of all time. TJ, then you got TJ Oshi, uh, you know, Kuznetsov, all these like John Carlson, this whole team is just stacked. And that's a team that's gonna be playing some hockey uh deep into the spring and summer this coming year. So what a confidence boost, man. These these guys can play and they know it. Well, what's it called? I I've been completely wrong about this Red Wings team. Hand up. I was way off. And the two points I'm just going to make with juice-wise, it's obvious Raymond is immediately and then I, like a uh, prime time, like, this guy can play. Like, he's really, really good. Um, I think Cider has looked really good, too. I'm not going to be like, oh, Cider's nuts, Lidstrom. I think Raymond, just like you could see it, like, visually for a guy who's more of a hockey casual like myself, I'm not like some expert or like I, I know the ins and outs of the game like Rabs, but you can just tell the Raymond, like you're like, he's really good on the four check. He's good on the other end of the ice. Like, and, and that line with Bertuzzi and Larkin and Raymond is like a legit weapon. And for the first time, it seems like in forever, when you go on the power play, the Redwoods are actually kind of dangerous, which is fun, yeah. which is fun. So, and even when they were making playoffs, like at the back half in the beginning of Blashill's tenure, they were awful on the power play. For so to see them like be like, oh wow, they actually got some guys like Raymond, and that a little pressure's alleviated on Larkin, so he can actually make some playmaking. Like and, and Bertuzzi's been great this year so far. I wish you would just get vaccinated so we can play in all the games because they're obviously a different team <laughs> they, without they, him. They, yes, they messed they up are. in the Vancouver game for sure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They just need him because he's a very important part of this team. But, hey, it is what it is. But, yeah, I mean, they got juice. I was completely wrong. I've tuned into more Red Moons teams this year already than I did last year, I think. Me, No, me too. And that's why I got a couple points too that I'll hammer home and then we can do yeah. our favorite team, Go the Lions. It. We can do America's Sweetheart Detroit Lions. Um, yes. I'm very interested in what we're going to talk about the Lions, but continue. <laughs> go, go on with your Red Wings point. <laughs> My only Red Wings points, and I'll make this brief, are, are Rabs. I want to expand on the goaltender situation because obviously that is what I keep a close eye on, if anything. And I, I just want to point out the fact that Thomas Grice is 35 years old and Alex Angelkovich is 25. And I think everyone who yep. knows hockey and who knows the team has, has seen that. But I, I think it's it's such a best of both worlds two way two way sword like you like you like to say, and it's just double like, edge yeah double edge sword. I think double edge sword two way street. Two edge sword. What a word. Two two way sword. <laughs> no, Grice and Nadelkovich. I think it's the it's the ultimate it's the ultimate duo for a team like this that is not quite there but on the cusp because you play Grice in your games where it's like. You know, you're playing good teams and you want to just protect the protect the puck and do that sort of thing. And you play Nadelkovich in games where you think you can win and get him some experience. Rabs, am I wrong about that? Or that, that that's been my takeaway so far. Yeah, I mean, it's probably definitely part of the thought process. Like you, you, know, you, can't, I mean, you can't you can't it's sure it's a win-win with those guys, I feel like. 
Yeah, I just think the benefit of having, you know, two goalies, having the veteran presence of of Thomas Grice and, and not just the veteran presence because, you know, he can he can still play. Like if Thomas Grice wasn't on the Red Wings, he would he would be a you know, he'd be a backup somewhere else in the league. And a lot of these teams now these days is you'll see unless you have like a Vasilevsky. Um, you know, or these teams where you have like an Elias Sorokin out and, you know, with the Islanders, but even still like that, a lot of these teams are moving more towards like a two goalie rotational type deal, just to, just to keep the longevity of goaltending and to keep guys fresh. Like you're not going to have goalies playing 75 games a year, um, like, you know, like you would in a, a decade ago. So I try and I think it's definitely part of the, the thought process of, of putting Nadelkovich in, in positive situations where, you know, you, you maybe feel like your team has a better chance to to win the game and, and can support him. But with that being said, as my dog now walks in behind me, um, with that being said, I don't Louis, think Louis or Rocco, which oh, one? Louis here. Louis oh, here. Nice. He's Shout sniffing the computer. But with that being said, I don't think that they're afraid to put Alex and Dalkovich in any of these games. Like, that's by no means what I think. You know, I don't think they're trying to protect him so much as it is just keep him fresh and being smart about, you know, riding the hot hand to an extent, but also giving both of your guys a chance to play. Like for me, I probably would have put uh, Thomas Grice in that game um, against the Flames at home. I, I thought he, he played, you know, a, a couple games there um, with, with with some poise and, and, and kept you in those games and, and, and earned those wins for you. And, you know, maybe you play that last game at home before you go on your road trip to Montreal, you let him finish it out. And again, he didn't score any goals, right? So it's, it's hard to look at that and put that on goaltending, but, you know, and then give Nadelkovich the start in Montreal. But I mean, for a guy that's 25 years old, like you said, goalies, you know, not every goalie is like Spencer Knight in Florida where they can come in the league at 18, 19. And I mean, look at Carter Hart, Carter Hart came in the league in Philly is like a 19 year old and had an absolutely amazing first year. And now he's kind of struggling a bit. So for goaltending, it takes time. And Alex Nadelkovich has, you know, at 25 years old, he he has time on his side on a three-year deal. They are committing to Alex Nadelkovich being here. Um, That's the guy handful of years. And then, Hey, you know, when Thomas Grace, like Thomas Grace could decide at the end of this year, like, Hey, I'm hanging him up. I don't know if the wings bring him back for one more year because he got big old Sebastian Kosa at six foot five knocking on the door. That's ready to come up and play. So uh, when that time comes and you have him at net with Nadelkovich, then, then look out, but the goaltending so far has been, has been fine. Like, but again, you know, six, one game, like the, the, the Mon- Montreal got off to a hot, hot. And that's like, so like, let's look at the games, right? Like that's the only game that you have not been in. Because the Tampa Bay game, you were winning the entire game. Right. They've been in one game this year where they have not been in the game at all. Even against the Flames, they thirty they put up thirty three shots. They let up like twenty six to twenty eight, maybe somewhere and, in that range. But they were in the game. You just couldn't crack Markstrom. It's also one game. of the only one of the I think nine games that Bertuzzi won't be playing in this season. Is that correct? Yes, the Mon- the Montreal. I don't again. I don't know what the exact number is, but yes, you don't have Bertuzzi and you have an yes. entirely different top line. Yeah. So, so that's that's. I wanted to bring up the goaltender situation. Great analysis as always, Ravs. And then the last thing is, I simply just want to hammer this home because I think it's something. We're seven games in, and I I know that's still early season, but it factually is like a tenth of the season or like an eleventh of the season or whatever. And and for for Lucas Raymond to be leading all rookies in goals, and for Mo Sider to be leading all rookies in assists, that yeah. is something. That is something. And and to the people like me and Collins who didn't know if there would be juice for this team or whatnot, and Rabs, our, our, our good friend, has gotten us to 
completely hop on board and watch this team. I, I haven't missed a game yet. You know what I mean? Like, this is awesome, and, and I just wanted to hammer that home because that's genuinely something. And when you have a young core, and we already talked about Nadelkovich at length, that's kind of your guy for the next three, four, five years, foreseeable future. You have Thomas Grice in the games where it might be a little more tough to contend. Rabs, I think I think Grice will start against Florida, correct? You think? God, you know, that's the thing. And, like, he's going to get a couple days or, or he'll get one day of rest here. So I would like to think, Trent, like, and, again, you have to look at it because he, he did, you know, in fact – get pulled from that game against Montreal and in Nadelkovich did get you a win against Chicago, but that's, you know, to your point, that's a winnable game where it's like, Hey, you know, just go do your job. Truly, truly Trent. Cause here's, here's the thing, right? Like you're going to play, you're going to play Florida at home on the 29th and then you're going to play Montreal the night after I'm sorry, Toronto the night after in Toronto. So you're going to split those games. I would, I would like to see Thomas Grice start Friday night. Ride his hot hand. You're coming off of a big win. And then, hey, win or lose that game, either way, Nadelkovich is playing on Saturday. So it is what it is. But I would say, I would say yes. I don't think there's any reason to give Nadelkovich that game back at home, knowing that even if, you know, win, lose, or draw in that game, he's not playing on Saturday. So I would say yes. I would hope that would be the case. All right, cool. That's all I got. Other than the fact that the Wings won me a lot of money tonight because I took them live money line down yes. to one going into the third. Plus 480. Don't throw the plus 480 odds at me when they're down wow, one goal. Wow, that's a, that's a nice win. That's a nice ticket. It's awesome. And, by the way, Trent, are you drinking what? Is that water, sparkling water you're drinking? Sheesh, if it's not, you don't have to comment. No comment. No time. Okay. I was just wondering. I was confused by the can. Okay. I digress. Okay. Okay. Oh, Let's do okay. the Lions. Let's do those Lions, huh? All right. Now we'll talk about the most exciting team in the city, your Detroit football Lions. Um, so, Labs and watch. watch. Emotional day for everyone. A charge of Labs and watch. Will not yield. And won we'll, the we'll blue and that. silver wave. Yeah. Okay. Stand and cheer the brave. Okay, Rams, Rams 28, Lions 19. Trent, I'm sure you have some backwards way of talking about how they fought and they pulled out all the stops. Don't the start with that play. because it's not backwards. You you can't introduce listen, Rams. Go ahead, Trent. I, you go Collins, start start it off. Collins, I gotta let my dog out of my room. As a Motown rundown democracy, I, I would like to propose to Ryan Collins that we let either you or I host the Lions segment because Rabs doesn't watch. And he starts with this Correct. false. You can squeeze you, me out. No, 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 I'm not squeezing you out. I'm simply saying you start with the false narrative of Trent. I'm sure you got some backwards way to describe how this team fought. Rabs, that was the best game they've played all year. So I don't, I don't want. Was good. I, Baltimore was fine. This was different. They literally went for it every chance they got. They made big plays. We had a 100-yard receiver. The running game was working. The, the the defense was great. Like there were lots of pauses, but go ahead, go ahead. You can give this. I'm totally kidding, by the way. I'm just no, I know. Squeeze, Rabs. No, 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 no I'm, I'm just simply cold. saying. I'm just simply saying, Rabs. I did watch parts of this game. Don't start. Do not start with me trying to create some quote unquote backwards narrative that they fought because this was the best game they played. Go ahead. Yes. Well, what's up? No, I'm gonna cut off Rabs. Yeah. Go ahead, Collins. I'm done. I'm, uh, I quit. What's squeezed out? <laughs> squeezed out. Blown uh, how about out, this? Done. I'll give. I'll. My take on the game, I, I don't, like, we're not reinventing the wheel talking to Lions, but you're just kidding yourself if you didn't have a ton of fun watching that first half because you're like, awesome, dude. No, you're just like, what? I mean, they faked two punts. 
I can't remember anyone ever doing that. I can't remember anyone ever faking one punt in the first quarter, let alone two in the first half. Like, it was It was at that one. It was it was out of control. It was like, especially it was really funny because the Lions go down. Swift has that like really long touchdown to start the game. You're like, oh, here we go. We got to see Stafford. And then they onside. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? Is literally, I mean, I think, I mean, a bunch of people said it. I, I'm not like coming like this creative savant, but it was like Dan Campbell was playing Madden. He literally was playing Madden, <laughs> which it, it ruled. It was awesome. I loved every what's second. That, what's of that it. movie, Collins, with uh, the guy that plays Champ and Anchorman, the football movie? Where he's like, yeah, he's actually playing, he's play calling using Ask Madden. <laughs> I don't the hate line. the comebacks. It's not some a it's seal not tear. Some, it's got some good parts in it. What's the <laughs> coach's name? Seed. I don't remember, but I just know it's just the ridiculous. His like daughter's movie. name is something like ridiculous. A seal tear, and he he gets hit by a boss and like gets up and he steps on a sunflower seed and like blows his leg out. Yeah, not bad. Anyway, yeah. well, that, no, but I mean, I'll I'll let Trent go if he wants to talk more about the Lions. But I mean, it was obviously about Stafford. Like other than all the fates and stuff, like. Like, cool, golf played a little bit better, but nothing changed other than the fact that, like, Dan Campbell threw everything out there. It was uh, it was clear to them that – and I – which I found, like, really odd that the Lions felt this way. But, I, I I mean, to be fair, I think Stafford requested a trade. It was, like, very, like – Oh, of course, I, yeah. No, but, like, as, like, an organization, it was, like, clear as that we want to win this team very, very badly, which was, like – I get why Jared Goff might want to win this game because they basically threw him like leftover trash. Like they threw him out like that. They're like, hey, get out of here. But um it they were I was shocked to see how motivated they were. So I I, 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 I wasn't. Mean, I wasn't. And I'll I'll No, I mean I, that's a credit to Campbell. You can go on, but other than that, I think we could talk about Stafford, but I'll let you go here, Trent. Okay, well, I'll save the Stafford stuff, but I think everyone knows how I feel about Dan Campbell. In fact, I'm being him for Halloween. More on that in the trifecta. But I want I do want to say this. I, I wasn't I was not surprised it's at a terrible all. Costume, I, it, no, it's it's gonna be a fire <laughs> costume. I, I more on it later. Little radio tease. Um, dude, I was not surprised whatsoever with Dan Campbell's uh, lack with Dan Campbell's motivation for this team because the, everyone was playing their ass off. And I also think to Jared to, to Jared Goff's credit, he deserves a sliver of credit. Because I think he also had the locker room fired up. I think he did. I think he was like, oh, guys, sure. I used it's to play. Hey, guys, it would mean a lot to me golf? if you guys played hard. And Rabs, no. you know what? That might be what it sounded like. No, but no, He, he deserves no. a little credit for that. No, I, try, I say what you want about golf. I do think the team likes him. Like, you can uh, – they, like, they played for him, which was really odd to see for a guy who's not that good. I'm the, I think yeah, it's fair so, to say that. I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you, Collins. And, and Rabs, you know what? You, you I know you're kidding, but you're probably right. That's probably what it sounded like. But all I'm saying is that's what – I guess that's what leaders do to an extent. It's cheesy. I had to – I remember in 2019, I had to listen to NFL Live just stroke Patrick Mahomes in that, in that comeback win over the Lions because he was on the bench saying, if we play our game, if you guys do what you do best – no one can stop us. You might stink, and, by the way. And I got to – oh, the Chiefs are terrible. They're, the Chiefs are awful. <laughs> also, if I – so my point is this. If I got to listen to them stroke him for that, I'm going to at least give Jared Goff a little credit for coming into L.A. and doing his thing. Now, I have 
Three other takeaways outside of Dan Campbell. I love Dan Campbell, by the way. On all the fakes, he's running onto the field, slapping his, slapping his players' helmets, all fired up. It's great. First takeaway, and I know you guys laughed at me last week when I mentioned A.J. Parker, rightfully so. He's fine, but he, play, he played well again this week. He played well, and Jerry Jacobs also played very well. Those are two undrafted. Yeah, Jerry Jacobs did play well. Those are two undrafted guys, and the fact that they're playing hard and actually making some plays. And, and, and like, dude, Stafford's no idiot. Stafford was targeting these guys, and they were, they were breaking up passes. So I have to give those guys their flowers, especially against a very good Rams uh, wide receiver room. Second of all, Tracy Walker is playing like a top three safety in the NFL. And I know that sounds like absolutely. No, that sounds like. I try. I love you. What? Where did that come from? Because it came from, it came from pro football focus because he's the third ranked safety. Oh my right God. I hate he, pro football he, focus. Well, I kind of do too, to an extent, because you have to take things with a grain of salt because the lions give up a lot of big plays and Tracy Walker is always there in the action. But dude, that guy is finally playing like kind of what you what you saw flashes of back when he was number 47. He's finally consistently playing, hitting hard, not getting beat. And, and I think he's worthy of an extension because he's going to be due for one next season. So I think he should get his extension. Then last of all, Penny Sewell getting up. Oh, I knew and, you, I knew you were going dude, down this road. And, and anyone who is listening to this podcast. I probably, probably bought a jersey. They're sold out on NFL.com. Penny Sewell jerseys are sold out. <laughs> Penny Sewell jerseys are sold out, and rightfully so. Here's the thing, and I, and I won't spend a lot of time on this because if you if you watch the game or if you're a fan and simply are on Twitter, you've seen what I'm talking about. For Penny Sewell to basically, I don't know, not let the best defensive lineman of the last 20 years do anything in the game, and also that simple. Well, they were matched up. They were never really matched up. Well, I mean, they were sometimes. I, my, well, my point is this. Donald outside like that. Okay, well, I don't even care, Collins, because you know what? Maybe the one time they were matched up, Sewell won, and he let him know about it, and it was awesome. And I and that that is a microcosm of the culture that Campbell has tried to instill here, and I harp on it every week because those are the victories you have to take. You have to look for those little things. And when I see Penny Sewell grabbing Aaron Donald's face mask, putting a finger in his face. And furthermore, thank you to the referees for not throwing laundry on that play. I loved that. That was actually the highlight of my day. I, you can ask my roommates. Jumped up, screaming, pounding my chest because Penny Sewell, who, who we drafted, what, fifth, seventh, seventh overall, is, is, is playing for this coach, playing for the city. Doesn't give a damn what your name is, how many accolades you got. He's just, he's just trying to win the battle. That's all I got. We can talk about Stafford. Okay, so what's it called? Thoughts. I hated every second of it. It was awful. I was Alan, numb. You had a you had an all time tweet like five seconds into the game. You said this sucks. <laughs> it did, dude. It, and what's it called? I I'm not to be like I was super. It, it like was sort of sad and whatever. I was just like numb watching the game. I was like the I like what's going on. I hate this. But I like wasn't like str- like really pissed off or upset. I was like numb. I was like that. I, I was like I, I, they wasted this guy. Unbelievable. It was just it was just like a full circle. Like we're not going to be good for another like four to five years. This is and this guy's going to win an MVP this year. Maybe win a Super Bowl in the next couple of years. This is awesome. But I like wasn't pissed. I I, I like I found Zen in that moment, which is sad. Which is sad. <laughs> No, I did too. I did too. I was all like, 
I had my moment, Collins. I had my moment where I saw Stafford in his Rams hat. And then the second they got that onside kick, after the emotional high of DeAndre Swift running for 60 yards or whatever it was for, for, for his touchdown, I was just like, you know what? We can win this game. And I think every Lions fan knew that that was a game that they would win. If they were to win a game, it'd be like that one of all games. But, yeah, Rabs, go ahead. What are your thoughts on Stafford? I mean, I, I tweeted something today. I retweeted the there was a little clip of Stafford talking to Levi on Wuzurike and like Tracy Walker and just, yeah, I've been in the league for 13 years and, and him. And I love how Stafford's like the way that like your mom would like caress you after you like scraped your knee. And she's like, I know, I know, like keep fighting. Like I'm rooting for you guys. It, it's just, I don't know. I, I wasn't like sad or like angry or whatever. It was just, you, you see, you see Matthew Stafford for, I'm like, I'm so happy for him. I really am. I'm just, I'm happy that he is on a team to where he win, lose, or draw, and they've only lost one game this year. The eyes don't all just go to him of like, you are the problem. You are the reason that's holding this team back. You like your lack of talent. I'm, I'm glad that he's out of that situation. I'm glad that he's on a team where yes, his supporting, he has the best supporting cast he has ever had in his career, but he is he is giving Cooper Cup like a Hall of Fame year. He is he is he is making everyone on that team better. Like he's the isn't, missing isn't, piece of that. Isn't Cooper Cup leading the league in everything right now? Yes, and he's a joy to have on my fantasy team because of it. So, like he, like Matthew Stafford, to me, I'm just, I'm very happy that he's in this situation, and it just, I just have this like shit eating grin on my face of every time the guy plays because it's like, hey, Lions fans, like this is your guy, this is the guy that many of you ran out of town because oh, he's not good enough for this team to win a Super Bowl. He can't like really of all things. So, I, I don't think, know, man. I think we I, should. I think the three of us should agree not to cut you off, Rams. I'm sorry, but the, yeah. th- the three of us should agree right now that after this, after this, we're not t- we're, we are not talking about any more "What was me, Stafford?" stuff because well, this was it. This was the one that you yeah, had your I eye mean, on. It's, it's going to be when the Rams have the chance to come play at Ford Field, like that. To me, when he gets like the video, that will probably be the final like closure piece of like I need to let you go now, Matthew. But I want I wish nothing but the best. You know what I mean? Like he's he's like. Watching that game was the equivalent of like walking down the street and like running into her, your ex with like her husband and kids and like sh- they're just doing significantly better than you are and like you have that small piece of you it's like good I'm glad that you like you know what I like I almost like I hated it but I loved it at the same time so I don't I don't know Trent like I I I'm truly like to so so everyone has a gauge on how I feel about this whole situation the present day. excuse me COVID maybe maybe not um I am currently (laughs) currently in the market of buying a Detroit Lions like real Stafford jersey like I don't think I'll ever wear another Lions jersey that does not have Matthew Stafford's name on the back unless I'm wearing my game used Drew Stanton jersey or my Joey Harrington Thanksgiving Day jersey like that's that's where I'm at like I and and it'll be just the it's like 
it's just the saddest. It's like the saddest thing ever of this team is at rock bottom. And in for people that are like, as far as like the lions getting up for this game, I truly don't get it either. Like, what are you trying to prove? Like, I, I don't, I don't like it, it, the Stafford thing is so separate from who you are as an organization. Now, if anything, like, I knew Jared Goff didn't have it in him to like stick it to the Ram and granted good for Jared Goff. He did play a bit better. I'm tipping my cap to the lions for competing and being in this game. They still didn't, they still didn't win the game and Jared Goff threw an interception to lose you the game in the end zone at, at the end of that game. So like that's, that's Jared Goff for you. That's your, that's your new golden boy. Over well, here let me Detroit. talk about that. Can I address that for a second? Yeah. Right? I have nothing else left to say. Like no, no, I, my- I, I'm done. My, my thing on golf is this is and this is going to sound so shallow and like stupid because that guy has not been good for you this year. I understand. But that one play and, 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 and maybe rightfully so. But this one play gets blown out of proportion on Twitter and just in, in people's my, my roommates screaming at golf. And dude, of all the red zone turnovers this guy has had this season. That was his absolute like best, if that makes any sense. And no, no, because Trent, me, do we not do this? Do we not? I don't want to do this. Hey, we don't have to, but I want I want 10 seconds to just explain my, my okay. Do it. Go that. ahead. Go ahead. Who picked I'm not off gonna the, react. Who I picked off the it. ball? Who picked off the ball? Jalen Ramsey. Who hit him as he threw? Aaron Donald. Who was he throwing to? TJ Hawkinson. Those are three top five players on the field in that moment. So I don't necessarily I, I was not even on golf in that moment. It was kind of just like, oh God, like there you go. There's your heartbreaking loss. And it, it it was it was I'm not screaming at my TV. Lions were never supposed to win that game. And you knew when you only went up 1917 that the that you know that wasn't gonna be enough because the Rams, as we've seen for a decade, Safford will get you in field goal range. So that's all I'm saying with that is it's just it's simply if you're going to get mad, that was the best game Goff's played. I think, Collins, you would agree with me. Either that or, great, so. Well, of course not. But, you know, of the seven games he's played, that was his best game. Maybe the Green Bay first half, and you know, until it got slippery and he fumbled and did his thing. But that turnover in the red zone was not his – it was far from his worst. And I understand that the point stands of, like, you can't do it. If you want to win, you can't do it. I understand. So I'll shut up. I'll shut up. But I just wanted to at least give context to that turnover because to the people who just look at the box score and see that that happened, like, dude, got hit by Aaron Donald, was thrown to Hawkinson. Ramsey Why are we right? we, I, I have to stop in, Trent. We need to stop. No, it's, it's okay. It's done. It's done. We don't need. We don't need to. Do, we need to defend Jared. No, he does. Other than the does, fact that I think his teammates like him, he does suck. My point is, the Lions got beat by Stafford this week. It wasn't Goff losing you the game. Stafford was going to win regardless. So that's it. Oh yeah, I okay. There it is. I, I okay. I like that. I'm sorry. I just I feel like we talk about golf every week. We do. We do. So there's no there, there's no reason we can we can yeah, do the picks just, unless, unless anyone else has any thoughts. But call, actually, what last thing? Mark Sanchez having to go in game to apologize. I hate that guy. He pissed I, off Detroit Prince, dude. Because he was so. He, Wait, what I, happened? First of all, he he was. I get what he was trying to say, but like he was just so bad at like conceptualizing it he said he's finally in a place he's appreciated and like he didn't he you could tell raps that he was meaning to basically like like he's in a place where he has a national spotlight 
and a team that's good. Like, I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. But the way he said it every time, Raps was like, God, I mean, Matthew Stafford was basically like a POW in Detroit. Like, it was just like, <laughs> they, he, it's like he was basically in pre- Like, yeah, and the he had to that, save this battered child from the city of Detroit. That's the way Mark Sanchez uh, made it sound. Yeah, and the, and the fact that the reason that irked me so much, Collins. And he had a good career, was, Mark Sanchez. No, screw that. Listen, let's. <laughs> let's, let's I know you are, but I'm just. I was a Sanchez guy. I did believe in. The but Sanchez. let's not act like him saying all that had, had nothing to do with the fact that Detroit didn't choose him number one overall. They went with Stafford, whatever. Because clearly the Lions made the right choice. Time for the picks, or do we want to? Do we want to? Do we want to linger on this? No, we oh, can. We can talk about the picks. We can do the picks. We can do the picks. Um, okay, so this is another one of those games where you're like, if the Lions are going to win one, this could be it. Eagles at Lions, the two and five Philadelphia Eagles that come to Ford Field on Halloween. One o'clock kick, uh, the spread, the Eagles are a three-point favorite. The over-under is set at 48. Um, again, one of these days, we Trent will go back on the bye week and look at what our actual records are. I have no idea, but uh, Collins, why don't you start with this one? Uh, I really am. This will be the day after the Michigan State game. I will be hurting. This game will be awful to watch as both teams suck. I think the Lions win this week. I truly do. Wow. Then they get one the first win. Pride. One pride. And then it's under. Under. Okay. Under. Okay. Um, I am going to say. And listen, I, I I first want to clarify. I'm gonna be so hard over watching this game. Oh my god! <laughs> if you first if you first look at the, the at where these offenses and defenses stand, okay, Philly is 21st in offense. Detroit's 24th. Philly is 17th in defense. Detroit's 25. This is two bad teams. Everyone knows it. Philly also is trending downwards after starting the season with a little hope. Jalen Hurts ain't the guy. And I just simply think that. Detroit getting the pass rush going a little bit more as they have in previous weeks. They, they, they hit Safford a couple times. They knocked him around a couple times. I think they get to Hurts, the guy who literally can't throw the ball. I think that that could be the difference in your game. I think golf's going to play good enough as, as I don't want to say he's played good enough this season, but it, it, if you had a better roster, he would have been good enough to win you games. So that's what he did in LA. He's not a good quarterback, but he's, he's good enough. You get what I'm saying? I think I think the defense plays probably their best game of the year. I don't know. I, I don't think that's a hot take. Philly has no one that scares me, and I like the Lions to win outright. And I like. By the way, what's the spread, Rabs? Isn't it like three and a half? Three. I see three. Okay, so it's three, and the Lions are dogs. Are you kidding? So uh, easy. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get ahead of myself. But I think is. I think the Lions win by seven, maybe ten. And then I'll say I'll say I'll, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under as well. Life's too short, but I gotta take the under because both these offenses stink. Twenty first and twenty fourth. I league. will never take an over in the Lions game. Lions and under. I am going to take the over in this game just because I think that it's. I don't know. There's a certain oh, element of like yeah, the, all you're doing. You're just playing the field right now. You see that Collins not. you're trying to get a light. No, up. I'm not. I'm not. I just, I genuinely believe that, you know, as you said, two, two, Red pretty weak, two, two pretty weak uh, defenses. And I know the offenses from, from both teams aren't like all that great, but I just think this is a, this is a spot where like, like Jalen hurts is going to have a, like a fine game through the air. And like Jared Goff will have a fine game through the air. They'll be able to put up points both sides. I do think that 
it being at home, like, sure. You know what? I'll take the I'll take the points, but I think the Lions will, will win this game and they're gonna go into the bye week and they might not win the rest of the season. I actually think looking at the schedule, they could beat the Bears on Thanksgiving because the Bears dude, the Bears are laugh out loud bad, but you lost to the Bears. Like consider laugh yeah, out you, loud bad. We're laugh out loud bad. What are the division? Yeah, I love how we rationalize this stuff sometimes. I'm just saying. Dude, so whatever. Listen, I don't they're, want. They're, I, I can't even talk about the Lions. Rabs, they're beating they're, the Steelers. Win, the win over. Win over. They're what? beating the Steelers Lions coming out of the bye. They'll, they'll beat the Steelers coming out of the bye. But if Lions over. Yeah. All right. So we we all have Lions, and then Rabs has the over counts, and I have the under. Yes. Is that all? Red coat Rabs. Red coat Rabs. Do you guys want to do a trifecta or not? Of course, yes. the people love Jesus, it. Jesus, yes. Well, no, I'm just asking. Nothing came to my mind this week because my, my mind was filled with mucus. So, Ew, okay, come that's on. Why, that's why I, <laughs> I don't have wanted, any thoughts. That's why I asked if you wanted to do it. No, like, well, it's a little late. Let's do, late. It. Let's do it. Number one, in honor of Barstool coming to East Lansing, who is your favorite Barstool guy? Like, or woman. I know we've done this before, Big Cat. Yeah, big, big Cat. No, there's okay, no but one is, even, is even he, comes is, close. Is he your favorite? Stu. I know he's the best. I've got Stu. No, he's my favorite. He's if you want to consider, if you want to consider, well, I would say, yeah, my favorite's still Big Cat, but if you want to consider Stu a Barstool guy, then Stu's, Stu's like He is. His Twitter clips are unbelievable. But uh, yeah, he's like 1B. Okay, we'll make that nice and sweet, nice and short. Uh, second, who is no, you? My Stu, all the way. I love Stu. Stu. Stu's not a Barstool guy, though. He that's, just does that's, Advisors. That's true. But advisors is the best, though. Advisors is the best show to watch. My I roommates and I, my yeah. roommates and I, oh, you know, we split the electric bill three ways, and this week it was 88. This week, oh, 88, month, 88, this, 88. This month 88. it was $88 per person. 88, 88, 88, 88. That is all. Loved it. Question number two, who is your least favorite anti-Michigan State media guy? Like, I'm talking like Dan Dockich, Desmond yeah, Howard. I fucking, like, hate, I fucking hate Dan Dockich. So that's that's my question. Like I hate Dan Dockich. I hate Braylon Edwards. I hate Desmond Howard. I like Charles Woodson. But those are like, as far as guys that just have this like anti-Michigan State agenda, I'd say Dockich. Like, I, I hope Dan Dockich burns in hell. I think Braylon, Hed- Braylon Edwards. <laughs> Braylon Edwards. That was Braylon way Edwards. too far. Braylon Edwards is obnoxious. That's like that's like what Rab said Howard's that he wanted. Obnoxious. That's like what Rab said. Wanted to kill the third base coach. Yeah, Chip yeah, Hale. He's yeah, like, I Chip did. Hale, I want him dead. Yeah, he said, I, I want him I murdered. Was, I'm like, I was, I, you can say I, that, Rab. I thought that was the turning point of the season when he like sent Maggie home. I was like, I, <laughs> <laughs> just livid. Game, game two. Oh, yeah, whatever it was. Okay, Rab yeah, or it. Collins, any thoughts? Uh. Well, I don't. What's it called? I, I hate Dan Deardorff. I hate Jim Brandstater. I think he's. A, I think Brandstater's a hack. Well, hey, I love Brandstater when he was a Lions guy. Stop. <laughs> he's a great color guy. I love Brandstater. He's hack. just not. He, I'll give it like I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt because he just shouldn't be a play by play guy. So it's yeah. just like a bad fit. But um, I don't even concern myself with Brandon Edwards because he's such an idiot. Like he he just <laughs> says lies. Like last week, he was like, yeah, Tucker lost the Rutgers. People were calling for his job. There was racist like, comments. That never happened. Like, yeah, ever. I know. No, I don't know. know. The thing is, is like, dude, maybe that happened in Ann Arbor. But get, get you I know, know. I was like, like, dude, I don't know what you what you were reading. That never happened. Yeah. The fact that he said it was so, just like, okay, dude. And then the other guys, I don't think Des is good at his job. I really don't. I don't no, think he's like, sucks. brings anything to game day. I'm sorry. 
But I don't really like, – I don't have, like, a hatred for Dez. Like, he's fine, whatever. And then Woodson, whatever. Um, I don't know. I just hate the University of Michigan in general. It's not usually the the media members. It's just, like, the whole entity. So, yeah. Dude, I just can't – I can't imagine. And this is this- – Platt is pretty bad, too. Thank God I'm not listening to the game. Well, dude, okay, okay. Platt I'll- loves hardball. This no, and that, yeah, that I hate Joel Clad. That bleeds into my next point, dude. Is everyone. like I I just saw the promo on TV here as I'm watching the World Series. No free ads. No free ads for the World Series. But uh-huh. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't know. what's what's the score? I still have Lion or six the Red Wings post game on six ten. Six two Whatever. throws. Yeah, six two Correa. Six two future Tiger Correa. Yeah. But I just saw the I just saw the promo for like the MSU Michigan game this week, and I just. Dude, I I can't imagine how any Michigan fan can still look me in the eyes and tell me that Mel Tucker is not a better coach than than Jim Harbaugh. Well, and I know, dude, that's, that's so, just, we're getting way off topic. I, I know, so I'll move on. But I I don't get it, dude. Like, like <laughs> how Harbaugh, did that even how did that come up? Because they show the Harbaugh. It, put it this way: one coach says we're gonna drag you to the deep end. The other coach says I don't eat turkey because it's a nervous bird or chicken or whatever the hell he said. Okay. Well, Question. what's it called? I I don't know. It's a little he too is early a turkey. to say that. Tucker's, I mean, Tucker's done this year is whatever, but Harbaugh has been pretty solid coach for a while. So yeah, but he doesn't he doesn't win big games. Well, Tucker hasn't won a big game either yet, Trent. So we can't. It's too early to last say. Last year, Michigan last year, last year, dude. What are you talking about, Collins? And a COVID year. Is that a big game? Oh, my. Yeah, season? it is. It is on the road. Now, yeah, you, sound like, now you sound like Braylon Edwards. Okay. Yeah, question shut up, Collins. Shut up. Just keep question. moving on, Trent. <laughs> Okay, whatever. No, no, no. I'm just. I want get your put your diploma in the in the trash. Then. <laughs> that UK was a big. Okay, they won fucking two games last year. Well, one, one was Michigan. That's a I big know win. It was a big game. I'm not saying it wasn't. You idiot. Okay. <laughs> okay. God. I love I love it how like I love it how last year Spartans beat Michigan and then beat Northwestern and then they lost to Iowa 49-0. Dude, that Iowa game that game got out of hand faster than like any game ever. I was like, oh no. That was bad. That was bad. Question three. Let's round this out. I am being Dan Campbell for Halloween. How many people how many people do you think will actually know who I am? That's why I I No, people will. No, they won't. Can I can I can I at least tell you what I'm wearing first? Yeah, do you have a headset? Yes, yes, of course. Okay, so headset. everyone's gonna know. No, who no, you listen, are. listen. I have a headset. I'm growing out the facial hair. Although I might, I might bail on that like last minute and just. Well, you have to. That's a try. I was to say that if you're really didn't commit to it, you have to have the facial hair. Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying right now, but I don't think it's gonna be long enough by Saturday. So I'm, I'm it probably looks just, fine right now. But I would obviously clean up the sides. Look, the, the, the bottom line is I'm doing the facial hair, whether it's paint or real. Then I'm wearing a, obviously I'm wearing a hat. I'm wearing a headset. I'm wearing gray pants. I'm wearing my long sleeve Nike lion shirt. No free ads. Then I'm going to be holding. It's got to be tight. It's very tight. It's very tight. I'll probably do like 500 pushups before I leave. Then then (laughs) I love that. I'm also going to hold two. This is the big catch. I'm going to hold two Starbucks cups, like large Starbucks cups. One overkill. No, no, it's not. It, that's that's another clue, right? Because one is gonna. I thought you were going to Santa. What happened? Couldn't find a Santa suit. Couldn't find a Santa suit. Went to three Halloween stores. Couldn't find one. You gotta go to Broaders. You gotta go to the Christmas store. The the the, <laughs> the, 
Yeah, dude, I'm going Harvard to Bronner's. Veteran right there, Ryan Rabinowitz. I am going to Bronner's <laughs> next week. But um, yeah, first first fallback was Willy Wonka, also a very expensive costume. Second Ooh, fallback costume. was second fallback was Dan. Want to be Carl Havoc? I I am I am ready to roll. But say say I see, say I run into a hundred people. How many of those hundred people know who I am? I think they'll know who you are, but they're not going to be like, oh, that's a great costume. So be like, oh, Dan Campbell, which is right. fine. <laughs> Uh, my my roommate George is making fun of me because he said he, he says all night you're gonna be like yeah we're gonna bite a kneecap off and he's right that's what I'm gonna say all night yeah no no no, no you'll get the like from the like the dudes will be like yeah to Dan Campbell nice time it's not to be like I know I feel like your last couple costumes Trent were awesome that it's a it's a come down from like your hot solo hot the solo costume, which was really good. And then the Motley Crue one, which was really good. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, this year it was more just like I, I'm literally financially struggling, so I, I can't. I, <laughs> I, I yeah, I know you can't get a six dollar bowl at Udoba. No, you need an advertiser. <laughs> you need a sponsorship. No, so, dude, I can eat. I need. Here's the thing: is like all that stuff for Dan Campbell. I already have. I already have all that. So, no, I, it's easy. It's yeah. easy, Trent. I get it. And, and and you know what? As a fallback, fallback, fallback plan D plus. I just. Go as Nikki Six again, but it is what it is. Yeah, no, that's that's always a good one. Rabs, do you think that the Dan Campbell costume is a good idea or not? I guess. I mean, I think you should. What is it? What a type? What type of Halloween are you trying to have? Are I am, you trying to wit? Are you trying to whist a dame on the dance floor? Or are you trying I'll to tell you what a, good, we're gonna do. a good time <laughs> with the fellas? No, listen. If I'm, you want to have a good time with the fellas, it's a good costume. Rab, I don't know if you're gonna get a nice. I, Trent, I think you need you need to, like a laminated play sheet. Like that, that's, that's what, what I, you, I was I was thinking about bringing that's up. That's a good. Football. That's a good. Touch. Like no, I think it needs to be like a laminated single play sheet that you just like the the entire night. You just have to hold over your mouth and just be like chewing gum and just calling plays. Like that's like how how me and my buddies we used to go to Rick's and we would get like so in one that we would just play like fake golf throughout the entire Rick's. I remember before. that. I remember that. Yeah. Like just like shit like that that like no one's gonna think is funny besides like you and like one other guy at the bar that's like really tuned up and your buddies. But that's you got. Oh no, yeah. Let me call no, this is, Collins to answer your question about what kind of Halloween I'm gonna have. I'll tell you right now, I'm fired up. We're gonna bite a kneecap off. We're gonna. We're gonna... <laughs> Collins, do you have? Collins, are you bringing a costume? What me? Yeah, you have to, dude. Oh, really? I don't. <laughs> have on Saturday that. night? Are you saying on Saturday night? Yeah, dude. I don't. I'm not wearing a costume out, dude. If Michigan yeah, State, if Michigan wins, if Michigan wins, I'm not going out. If Michigan State wins that what, game, are you go home. Maybe if Michigan State I'm wins, I'm going out. My, so I'm bringing my, one. I'm bringing my, one. What are you wearing? I have a, I'm Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Oh <laughs> wait, God, wait, dude. wait. What? How does yep. that work? I saw someone. Are you just wearing a blue? Just wearing a blue T-shirt? Like, oh, I'm Stitch. No, I it's... have a Stitch onesie. It's sick. I think the onesies are so are so bad. My roommate's people, people that are, it's easy and cheap. Yeah, it's but that that's expensive. exactly why it's bad. Like, oh, I'm the Grinch. Like, oh, you just found a onesie at Walmart. Like, that's your Halloween costume. Like, nice effort. Whatever, Collins. Just do what you got to do. I don't have a costume. I don't have a costume. I was going to say, Rabs, you're all disgusting. Rabs, if you're going out on Saturday night, you're going to need one. I'm telling you that. What do I do? You don't need don't have hey, time. You don't Rabs, need one. Rabs. You don't, hey, Rabs, you, if they, you're right, though. If Michigan State wins, no one cares. Black Panther again? No, if Michigan State wins, they might just like not go out that night. I'm just going to keep it all going. And then I'll probably go to bed at like 9 because I won't make it. <laughs> 
Rabs, you should be Jared Goff, and then you and I can like, be, like we can take pictures together. <laughs> <laughs> How do I dress up as Jared Goff? Here's what you do: you you face. put on you put on a number sixteen jersey, and then you pump fake twice. Yeah, buy yeah, just buy a Goff jersey. Yeah, I'll just roll out. I'll roll out back. I'll roll out backwards the entire night. And just, just take a take a really unnecessary sack because I can't move my feet quick enough. All right, there all right. Well, well, that's whatever. all I got. That's all I got. All right, folks. Well. A great weekend of sports ahead. The Red Wings are rolling. The Pistons are trying to get on track. Um, Yes, go green indeed. That is all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Jabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show on our social media pages. We are on Twitter at Motown underscore rundown. We are also on Facebook, the Facebook. Just search up the Motown Rundown in that search bar. You'll find us real quick. We are also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe, follow, give the thumbs up to the podcast, whatever you people do to show your support. We greatly appreciate it. We have new episodes of the podcast every single week. We'll see you next time.